Are you ready for some fun? Oh, yeah! This service is brought to you by the Pleasure Club. If you're under 18 and do not wish to be billed, please hang up now. Who said buying a home should be uptight and boring? It's time for Patty's Playhouse, your local real estate talk show with Patty and Scott. It's house talk with a happy ending each and every time. Patty's Playhouse with Patty and Scott starts now. Working out to find what a way to make a living. Patty, getting by, it's all taking and no giving. Just use your mind and they never give you credit. It's enough to drive you crazy and you let it. Patty's Playhouse, Saturday before Christmas. Hope you're all out on the road listening to us, being nice to each other. At least not shopping. This is Patty Wilson. We have Patty's Playhouse, House Talk with Happy Ending on Real Talk 93.3 FM. And you can listen to us anytime on Patty's Playhouse on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Or you can go to our website and listen, pattyandscott.com, just like it sounds. Pattyandscott.com. Dot com. Just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. Scott with two T's in case I don't know what you're thinking. And Patty with a Y. I just don't so know maybe what people are thinking like with Scott with one D. <laughs> like Scott Towles. Right. I mean, it really. But Patty with a Y. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yep. Here we, we are. Facebook page. You can always like us. I would take PNS, but it seems like someone else has. PNS? Mm. By default. Pans? No. That would be Paige and Scott Maddox. <laughs> I think we're, we're they, they, about they got to it. Today. They got to it, unfortunately, in the wrong way. Right. That's not even. Is what's her name? Paige Janice. We're trying to brand ourselves, and they're trying not to be branded. Big well, difference. we're going to talk about short sales because I've had quite a few very interesting questions about short sales and how it works when you try to sell your house as a short sale and then buy it back. That's where the the uh, indictment on page ten of the sixty six pages. So if you could just scroll to page Which 10 Which indictment right are now. we talking about? Oh, well, Scott Maddox. There you have it. Scott Charles Not Maddox, to be confused with this Scott. Attorney at case. law, right? Or and at large at this point. Paige 
Carter Smith, who was his partner. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. And I, I've still been trying to wrap my head around somebody with so much knowledge in this day and age who thought they could get away with this. But what happened was a local, if you're not listening, you're not from Tallahassee, little local city commissioner and another executive, Paige Carter-Smith, were uh, indicted and arraigned last week. And we've kind of, anybody who knows anything about real estate or deals, trying to wrap our head around how they thought, which I'm sure it's happened before, but with the sum total of all the other charges, they won't be seeing the light of day for very long. Um, the the trial's supposed to be in January, but th- no one believes they'll actually go to trial because of the sum total of the charges. Some of these charges carry a 30-year sentence. So even if they, even if some are found to be non-consequential, there are enough consequential charges. Oh yeah. For this, there be- were like a bunch that were five-year charges. There were a bunch that were 20, and then there were several that were 30. Goodness. And he's my he's 50. So take that for what it's, I don't know how old she is. But the idea of the short sale. So a short sale definition is you are selling your home for less than what it's worth. It's like negotiating a credit card with a lender. The difference of that has to be, will either be taxed as, as a gift, you'll get a 1099. So if I'm selling my home for two hundred thousand, but it's worth two fifty, that fifty thousand dollars has to be negotiated with the bank, the bank or the servicer. That fifty thousand dollars is now given to you as a gift. In some cases, if it's your single family, if it's your homestead residence, they don't often charge you that fifty thousand. Charge it back as a gift, so you have to have taxes on it. But all of that has to be negotiated. The realtor fees are negotiated. That fifty thousand dollars in my hypothetical two hundred to two fifty has to be negotiated, and then you have a tax bill. Now that fifty thousand, if it's your commercial, there's rules. I'm not an accountant, but you can take that fifty thousand and spread it over a period of time. What you cannot do is create another organization to sell that entity or the home or the commercial business to yourself, and that's kind of what happens. So if you look at page ten, all of us. <laughs> That's where it it says the short sales. It's very simple. So he developed an entity called SEM in 2005. Maddox Acquisitions, which was basically his own name, was a limited liability. Remember, this is an attorney. Then he had these transactions, which a short sale allows a financially distressed individual to be able to sell the home for less than, than what they owe and at market value. So they the bank will do at least one full appraisal. And that appraisal has to be appropriate. So that's where influence comes in. So if I'm the appraiser and so-and-so Mr. M comes to me and says, hey, Patty, I need 200000 for that, that's influence. That's the reason. This whole example is the reason the appraisers don't want to talk to anybody because of this. Because the person, whoever those persons are, that did the appraisals for page 10 through page 17 is, could be on the hook, could be in trouble. The title companies could be in trouble. The realtors, if there were any, which I haven't gone back to research, could be in trouble. The title agents, the notaries, everybody could be in trouble because everybody of one person's, quote, alleged greed. Everyone, that's why I say it has long legs or it has a long tail, because he makes a decision and then all of these other people are affected. 
And that is the challenge. So the short sale is I'm allowed to sell my home for less than what I owe. The appraiser comes in and verifies this is, yep, this is what it's worth. The title companies run the title, make sure all the debts and liens are paid off. And then you can close. Well, what he did was set up allegedly another entity. And in that other entity bought the properties. Can't do that. And how he wrote off, I, I'm not, again, I'm not an accountant, I'm not a lawyer, but how he wrote off some of those, that $50,000 difference or 100, whatever his that number gain. was, his gain or his loss well, from the sale. But it's a gain in terms of him not having to pay something. At one point, he, he allegedly would. did it and he didn't own the, 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 it was governance. He didn't own or wasn't part of governance. And it was three years later and he was still writing money off. Allegedly, he was still taking the loss over. He was still taking the loss because you can yeah. only because you can only take up to a certain amount per year, right? For however many years, right. how many? Years? But you have to still own the company, right? right. You can't you, just you, take the loss and have dissolved the company. I believe at one point you could go forward seven and back fifteen, but I don't know what it is. But he did, I guess the issue was he didn't own it. Correct. Well, you, I mean, if you don't own it, you're not part to it. You shouldn't be taking anything. What you also cannot do is sign an affidavit saying that you don't have any relationship with each other, whether it's commercial or residential. And you obviously were, you, you were your own person. Arm's length. It's called arm's length. So I have a, a picture I wrote. I didn't write it, but I have a, what an affidavit looks like and you, what you're signing. And this came from 2011. So 2011 to 2015, when these were taking place and before probably not much change says the sale of the mortgage premises is arm's length transaction between the parties who are unrelated and unaffiliated by family, marriage, or commercial enterprise. Not true. No agreements. Neither the borrower or the purchaser will receive any funds or commission. Hmm? Unknown. Unknown. And the agreements or understandings related to the current sale or sub- subsequent have not been disclosed. So you, whatever you're going to do, you have to disclose or that's mortgage fraud. So this is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. And the topic today was short sales because I want people to know the markets always turn. So everyone's like, oh, the market, the the Wall Street's, everything's going to crash, boom, whatever. Um, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. And we're pretty insulated here in Leon County unless you've created a snowball effect. And that's that was personal choice. The banks do allow you to uh, undo some of that snowball by letting you short sale and not having the same effect that a foreclosure would have. If you if you lie on the mortgage documents and those mortgage documents are emailed, there are funds wired, uh, you mail them, that's additional charges that he's looking at. And that's the wire fraud, lying to the government, falsifying IRS. All of that is very, very important. So when your realtor, me, or Scott signs this short sale affidavit. If you've lied to me and I'm in that kind of trouble, I can't even, I can't even imagine my rage at that point. Like, can you even imagine? Because legitimately it can be, you did not know. But as we know, when FBI comes to talk to you, I don't know, isn't always an out. No, you're, you're right. I don't know. Isn't an out. And I think as a, as a general rule, this is the exception, not the rule, but it does happen. So everybody's looking to make sure they're protected. So you have to be honest with yourself. And $50,000 or 800000 I mean, some of these were astronomical amounts of money. My example is 50000 That is not enough to do 30 years. Well, I don't think anything's enough to do 30 years Just in prison. Just walk away. 
leave the keys. Have a good day. It's just too much to even think about. There's a lot more to a short sale. If you stick with us and listen, we're going to talk more and more about the short sale process and why this is a challenge because we don't want you to step into something by accident. You know, someone says this is a good deal. You might want to try this. Do it with a, a clean heart. That's the truth. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850-656-0009. On the other side, we're going to still talk about short sales, short sale affidavit, what it's like to buy a short sale, sell. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. Can it be years from now? Perhaps we'll see. Our finest day of glory. Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. Bing and David. Little little Bing. Little drummer boy. But we're talking about short sales. Well, (laughs) there's a a drummer boy. Right? So on page 13 of said affidavit, which you can find on Tallahassee Reports. You're just jumping in. Right? So Mr. Maddox, that's a lot. So Mr. Maddox has two entities. And he asks for family money and other money and entity another entity money to pay for this he goes and so applies for the short sale so you have to apply you have to ask for negotiation they assign a negotiator from what i'm reading there's like a five hundred thousand dollar amount like this isn't like a one sale short sale one short sale was five hundred thousand less than the amount which he purchased the property so the the offset somewhere in there he had an outstanding balance for 744-503 on page 13 he tells the entity, Maddox tells the entity that he needs the money to fund the short sale. Fantastic. And he asks for family members to all write these checks. Because without the money from the governance, which was his entity that he was also a part of, he would not have had the money to buy the short sale that he just sold. And that's just completely obvious. So all of the other things that happened, this is a big, big deal. And it says right on page 13, that he signed the short sale affidavit and basically lied, allegedly lied about said arm's length affidavit, which I just read to you. Can't You have to say, this is who I am. I have no relationship to any of these people. And these people know me. I, I don't even want to sign another short sale affidavit. These people know me. They know who I am. And they're attesting that they know other, they know nothing else. And it says right at the bottom of the page, This each signatory further understands that a misrepresentation may subject the responsible party to civil and or criminal liability and agrees that the certification will survive the closing. And these are the people that have to do it. The seller, the buyer, the seller's broker, the buyer's broker, the transaction facilitator. So if I had an assistant that helped me, they have to sign the settlement agent and, and well, the title. So the title person, and then the, they're calling it the settlement agent on this Wells Fargo that I pulled back from 2011 because I wanted an older one 
to make sure that it was consistent with today. So that's a lot to uh, take in for this gentleman. And it goes on. That was one property. Second property is North Adams Street property. Goes on again. Promissory notes, affidavits. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of paper trail. There's a lot in just in um, the state clerk of courts. Everything has to be recorded. So it's right there. It's Sunshine State. It's all right there in public records. You don't even have to pay for it. You can just pull it down. And this is not part of his bankruptcy issue. This is just Yeah, there was one that he, there. it looked like, I don't have the street address. I didn't bring it with me. But it looked like there was one that had been bought back. I don't know who owned it, but he bought it back and it was a bankruptcy. So it could have been a private person. Mm. And I didn't go back. So I'm not even discussing that. I'm just saying that these are all have to do with his Carolina Street, and he must have been really attached to that Carolina Street that he really wanted that back, and then the Adams Street properties. I don't know that you could want anything back that bad for thirty years. Seems. And he never he never notified BB&T of some of the partnerships, which you have to. You're you're basically asking Grandpa BB&T to fund me. But you have to tell Grandpa BB&T when your terms change, when the ownership changes, when the partnership changes. You have to tell them. It says it right in the 150 million pages you're signing when you sign a mortgage. You have to tell them. Right. I mean, your t- intent was not to just allegedly hurt BB&T. You were hurting your, the, your, your fellow citizens, but that doesn't seem like it allegedly mattered. It just, it's big. It's really big. I haven't even read the other 66 pages because it kind of bored me. This was fascinating how somebody thought that they could just do that. And and we get it. I've gotten it as an appraiser. Well, it's not that. People, it's not I that stuff what doesn't short happen. Short sales were so prevalent. And Chris and I would get it. And people would say, hey, I need 150. Click, return, return to sender. We wouldn't even touch the appraisal. Because it, 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 you're, you're lowering. When you lower someone up one's appraisal to meet a short sale, you're hurting the bank, you're hurting the citizens, you're hurting funds that are offset and probably government supplying, and you're hurting the neighborhood. Oh, that's I mean, to me, that's worse, and I've always said it's worse than jacking up a price. Lowering affects, I felt like, more people than jacking up the price to meet a contract. If I have a contract that looks like someone's willingness to pay, that's always carried a lot of weight. But when you're falsely lowering prices to help one individual, you should go down. When you're falsely doing anything like that, that that knowingly or unknowingly You can work numbers to make it look, make it make sense, but that doesn't mean it's right. No, that doesn't. I get it. So that short sale affidavit is really, really important, and everybody has to sign it. So if you sell your house in a short sale, you think, hey, I'm over... Oh, this was what happened in 07 and 08. People had interest-only notes. So when you had an interest-only note, that's different. You're, that interest is going to come up because it was pretty much adjustable. You're going to have to pay that piper at some point. But if you just are afraid that you've lost value in your home and you want a short sale, you might want to think about that because real A, there's no inventory, so there's no place to live, and B, live there longer. You're not supposed to use your home as an ATM. So think about that. But the short sale has to be negotiated with your lender, and they do, at the instruct of the government, are very forgiving. But if you lie, you're going to go 
You're well, gonna... It's not that that There's stuff a doesn't happen to somewhere with some. Yeah, that stuff happens in in the industry as well as to people, and no judgment there. But when you're falsely doing to take advantage of what's happening in an environment, that's what's disappointing. Yeah, the short sale affidavit also says you can't you can't buy the house. You can't the buy. How do I say it? The buyer of the home or re, or property cannot go ahead and resell it for ninety days. So there's a seasoning period. So right. people are flipping. And they also uh, can't rent it to the seller. So yeah. you can't rent it to the guy you just listed. You just, well, the guy you just He can't it, have, right? yeah, listed the property. Right. You can't give any benefit to the person who sold Correct. the property. And you can't receive any commission. So if I'm as a realtor and I want to short sale my house, I can't get the 3% commission of that if I'm the one well, selling myself. Sense. Unless you have that in the short sale approval letter. Everything has to be detailed with that short sale approval letter. You know, people in nowadays want what they want when they want it. So it's really hard for a realtor in a short sale situation to control all of those emotions and not be influenced by them. But you can't be influenced by them because 30 years is a long time. It's a long time to think about it. And uh, there's, I, I can't even imagine that there's not going to be other people smaller smaller level people that will be sitting in front of the fbi with some questions and answers and this is not recent these are years ago well one you said was 2011 this is 2005 what did you not mention that one was 2011 10. oh no he bought it in five he was selling it in 10. yeah one was 11. Okay. uh one yeah 2011. i saw something but again that i don't see it in the charges so i won't even mention it but these are 2011, which is still seven years ago. That's a long time to have memory. That if you don't keep good notes, you're supposed to keep them for five years. So some people may not even have that. You, you wait the seven years to allow the market to reclaim itself instead of spending 30 years to think about it. Yeah. What I'm saying is a lot of the realtors or brokerages or title companies, I don't know what their rules are. Our years are five years. No, I was just talking about from his perspective to spend... If you are, get, if you're doing a short set, well, that's, yeah, I don't that's, think he could afford it well, anymore. And that was the issue. Well, that really is questionable. So all of the family members that gave him money are now, I mean, they were out, but to buy back, he needed to deposit money, two checks, totaling $95,000 from family members, cause those checks to be deposited in the governance bank account and be used by Carter Smith as part of the purchase. <laughs> so basically is allegedly laundering money right. to be able to buy back the, the building that, that he just sold. allegedly defrauded the right. government and that i mean i'm just the more i think about the it's semantics of it the the weirder it gets and you have to have people willing to go along with you well that's i'm not willing to go along with you for 30 years this is patty wilson patty's playhouse on the other side of the break we're just going to talk about what it's like to be in that position i don't care about the present
Welcome back, Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and we're talking short sales and a city commissioner who's under indictment on short sales. Our number is 850-656-0009, and our website pattyandscott.com. You can always listen there. We're on Real Talk 93.3 FM. You can listen there. You can just pretty much listen, you can listen you anywhere. Want. You can just call me and say, hey, Patty, will you repeat this? And I'll do it. Hmm. I'll pretty much do anything you ask. Unlikely. <laughs> No, I'm not just kidding. But we're talking about short sales. So the only part of this 66-page indictment that made me curious were page 10 through 17, where it talked about short sales and the alleged act of defrauding the government, mail fraud, wire fraud, over short sales. And it says right on page 10 what a short sale is. Short sale means I'm financially distressed and I need to sell my property. And I'm attesting that I have done everything else in good faith by... Um, trying to make the payments, keeping my job, paying all my debt, not just specific debt. So you can't just say I'm paying all of my credit cards, but the one I want to get rid of. You can't do that. It has to be a very broad look over. They're going to look at everything, your bank accounts, your car payment, your house, your credit cards, your, your paying behaviors. You know, are you going to Starbucks every week or every day? They want to know What's that look like? And you as a consumer may not want them to look at it. Well, then don't loan money. Don't get money loaned from a bank because they're entitled to do that. They're entitled to look and see, are you credit worthy? Why are you in a short sale position when you had the money available when, when you got the loan? Well, of course, they, some, want, to, they want to know how you're some spending your before. money no different than they do right. whenever they're giving so you So you're attesting that the transaction was being made at an arm's length. Arm's length means I have no relationship by marriage uh, commercial in this case it would be commercial relationship and of course in this case he allegedly did he had several entities all which he owned and he was a managing partner for and they were basically short selling and then selling them to each other and you can't really do that you have to disclose all of your information and they approve the short sale so you have to go through you have to go through the negotiation process and get rid of that that's not what happened hmm. and then Eight years later, we all know your business. He submitted a false, allegedly, arms-length affidavit to BB&T. He allegedly said that there were no other offers available. So I, as a, as a realtor, I list a home at 200000 I have to tell them, did I receive an offer? Didn't I receive an offer? I have to keep a copy of all offers. You have to keep a copy of all offers anyway. So that's not weird to begin with. You keep a copy of all offers and the bank says, how many offers did you get? None. So you want to keep it at a price like 200 You want to do it for like a week or two and show there's no price. There's no offers, no offers. Because just because a home can appraise doesn't mean it's marketable. So it can appraise for 200 but that doesn't mean you're going to get a buyer at 200 There's marketability and there's appraised value. Two very different things. Thank you, Joanna Gaines and your grand white tour. That's that's what we look at. We we kind of as appraisers have to kind of look at that, and then as a realtor, I look at it differently. They wanted to know were there any other offers, and he, of course he said no, no, no. There's no other offers, so we don't know. We may never know because I don't think this is going to go to trial. I don't think it'll ever see the light of day. There's just too much and too many years that I would be like, what deal you got? Allegedly. And how long has this investigation been going on? A couple years. I saw posts back from um, Dr. Jackson, who owns Jackson Properties, 10 years, 8 years, 7 years, 4 years. And meanwhile, all they did was humiliate that man. 
They sat there. I watched humiliated, humiliated um, Dr. Jackson at the city commission meetings, put up bulletproof glass in front of him, kept pushing him back further and further, saying he was a threat to them. Meanwhile, they're defrauding. Well, they're, they're defrauding the citizens of the United States. We were trying to... Uh, Sitting there smiling and yucking it up. They want to make sure that you look crazy instead of bring light to. And most of this show is editorial. It's me. You know, it's Patty's Playhouse. I'm Patty Wilson. And just thinking about it's a new day in Tallahassee, I think we need to clean up. Because there were people sitting to his left and to his right that had to have known. If you read the rest of the affidavit, they had to have known what was going on. Why were these deals the way we were? Why was he living where he was on Meridian in a million-dollar home, 800000 which he sold, by the way. Uh, he sold that last year or so ago. When I first started the show, I think he listed it and sold it and then moved into a townhome. You know, I don't, I don't know how. But I, like Scott said to me a couple weeks ago, we're transparent, so we don't know why, how people can have these conversations with themselves. You go through all of that law school there, and all of that debt – and say, I'm going to go from all of this and just ruin it? I, it? Well, I think often it's just it's personality traits that allow people to, to be narcissistic to a certain extent, to believe that they're above the law and above you know certain situations. And so it apparently his affidavit further falsely stated, allegedly, Said buyer, including his principals, directors, and officers, is not an agent, representative, owner, and employee or seller. Which, of course, there's a long tail. This is Florida. Everything is public. Right. This isn't Canada where you got to fight for it. This is all public information. Well, agency also is not necessarily defined just as that. You can have people working on your behalf that don't necessarily have to be. That's why it says agent, representative, right. so, or owner. So there is a lot to be. Then he further goes on page 16. Borrower currently owned the property and desired to sell it, but had been unable, despite borrower's best efforts, to enter into a contract for a price, turn the page, sufficient to generate net sale proceeds to fully pay the remaining indebtedness, which is a short sale. If you believe you can't sell it for a certain amount, that is exactly, the bank is short money. You're not short. You're able to sell your property and move on. The bank is short. This full and final settlement, allegedly, also falsely stated that the buyer was an unrelated party. And I just shake my head. And then there was all sorts of cashier checks and, you know, I don't know. I just feel sorry for everybody that was duped because that's what this is. Well, they'll piece it all together and eventually whoever. But we won't know. No, if they make a deal, would we know, Mr. Accountant Man? Well, I don't know that we'll know what the deal is, but certainly there will be some acknowledgement to what these charges are and what the results of them are. Hopefully I'll have to stand there for like two hours and explain all uh, of this. I have no doubt that along the way there will be people, a lot of people, that would yeah. want to be informed. Yep, 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 yep. So say I want to buy a short sale. Yeah. This is how you, you don't know the person. That's the best thing. That's called an arm's length, A-R-M apostrophe S length. You are no time... Uh, restrictions you need to make sure that you have all the time in the world because it's going to take three to four months to buy a short sale you have to accept it as is so you have to have the proper financing in place to be able to buy it as is no repairs preferably no closing costs because the bank is already taking a loss they're not going to want to pay your closing costs and you have to be able to close in a quick amount of time you can have your own realtor which you should have your own realtor agreed 
You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. <laughs> you should have yeah. your own realtor. Because again, this is opposing, we were talking earlier, it's opposing forces. The seller side and the buying side is completely opposing forces. They want to make as much money for their seller or lose as much money for their seller in a short sale. And you're just trying to get a house to live in. Right. So these are opposing forces. Think about that. You have to have your, your inspections. Maybe you don't even have time to inspect. So you have to be able to take the house just like an auction in as is condition and have the funds to make it habitable. You have to be able to get insurance for it. You have to be able to have proper financing order. That If you need financing from a bank and you're not paying cash, that they can close in a timely manner because everything falls apart if you don't close on time. Banks do not like it when they grant a short sale and they don't close on time. And then if they're in pre-foreclosure or ready to foreclose, you have to deal with it court dates. If a home is listed and there's a sign out front, you have an active listing agreement, typically banks are very forgiving and they don't foreclose. But that's not, it's not, it's pretty altruistic. They don't have to do that. Right. They can do it the other way and just take your house. Or people can just say, hey, I'd rather go into a deed. A deed in lieu, which but, means I'm going to grant my house over to the bank and call it a day. Call it a day, and they're not going to come back on me for any difference right. in the property, which is sometimes easier than going through a short and, sale. And if the bank will. And trying to live for free it. in a house that you're no longer paying for. Right. I mean, some people have to do it. I understand. No, it does happen. I think the issue here is not judgment on, on whether. It's not judgment. We've, I've sold a bunch of short sales. Short sales, not short sales. But, it, okay, it is let's the do methodology. That. Talk about that real quick right before this next break. All right. Hire well, a realtor that knows the short sale. It will only cost you grief if you don't. Well, grief, Just, time, and money. And themselves because there's a lot of liability in a short sale. Uh, as per the last. As per the last. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, 850 656 0009 on the other side of the break is our we're gonna talk bourbon. Bourbon and bourbon? Our garnet and gold. Gold and gold. Bourbon. How to drink it and taste it. Ringing through the sky, shepherd boy. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? A song, a song. Wilson, Patty's Playhouse, and this is the part where we say house talk with a happy ending. This is the happy ending. <laughs> Aw, Dolly. <laughs> is that not the most depressing Christmas? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, the whole idea behind it, yes. What is the, what is the idea behind it? I've never heard it before. Scott picked it. Hard candy Christmas. Be- yeah, I think it's from the best little whorehouse in Texas. And so why is it, what's a hard candy Christmas? Because back in the day, when like, Dolly would be from the hills right. of Tennessee that they got hard candy right. in their stocking. That's oh. it. So it's, it's being It was being, a good thing? Yeah. It's, well, it's about, you know, they're poor and at deficit and at the same time. Sentimental? Yeah. They're saying, I'll be okay with just that. Like, I don't need all of this. Oh, well, that's absolutely the absolute truth. Well, I mean. The rest is just fluff. Well, 
or you're spending except 30 or you're spending did, 30 years for it except for what i bought my grandchildren that's important <laughs> i am buying their love well, they're in new york dude i got them some cute stuff I'm very happy but i just love i mean it's magical with children i think you gotta is. love the magic that's why i love elf on the shelf i think it's just it makes it magical well prolongs it's, it it's also very funny these days it is hilarious but it gives it you know a few more days other than just the christmas eve and my parents i get very verklempt they did a bang up job For over christmas. christmas they really did they made it very magical when there was no elf on the shelf it they and i'm one of seven i'm the middle and my parents always had an open house on Christmas Eve, and Mr. Duden, it was my, one of my parents' best friends. He was a uh, he was from the U- his parents were from the Ukraine, so they had their own uh, traditions. But he had jingle bells, which I still have, and they would he would go around our house. We were supposed to be in bed, and he would jingle the jingle bells around the house. It was just magical. It was just all of my friends, my parents' friends, our friends were there Christmas Eve, and we had our. We had a little bit of Christmas Eve. Like, we opened some packages Christmas Eve, and then Christmas Day with Santa, which was the best. Yeah, Everything we, was we open. Were, we were able was, to open one present on Christmas Eve and the rest the following day. I think my parents saved all year to be able to do it the way they did because we didn't get a lot of stuff through the year. But Christmas was a big – and so I'm the middle of seven, but there's nine and a half years between me and my next older sister. So Christmas when I was born was a big deal. They made it a really big deal. And I just remember all this magic. It was just the way they did it. I don't know. I mean, I'm very sentimental. A lot of it may have to do with the fact that they weren't barraging you with all of this extravagance during the year. Mm -mm. That when it did happen, it made it I just loved it. I loved it. I loved the Christmas Day ritual. I loved the Christmas Eve ritual. Easter's still my favorite holiday. But I really think that my parents did Christmas the way I wish I could have done, I got divorced, so that didn't really work out. <laughs> and it wasn't a good divorce either. You know, like that guy from Canada did not end well. Welcome then, to Hard Candy Christmas, folks. <laughs> hard Candy Christmas. But my kids, you know, they looked to Chris and I. Like, they were, that was the thing. We would take a trip. I got married over Christmas to Chris. The first time or the second time? <laughs> the, technically the second time. Okay. Thanks the second God. time on the second time. <laughs> we got married. We went to a courthouse and got married in August. And then we didn't tell anybody. And then we got married on a cruise ship. And boy, my kids found out they were pissed. Really? Yes, because they were like, we went through that. Because they felt they felt like they had a say before that. No, they felt like they wouldn't have had to go through a wedding on a cruise ship because uh, it didn't really happen. You know, it was fake. Yeah, I get that. So, but that was their first cruise, so they just had to deal with it. I mean, there's nothing worse than those cruise wedding pictures. (laughs) And then there's ours. We took so so many. (laughs) Our cruise picture and out. And, uh, oh, what we did at Cascades? Right. Totally oh, yeah. Like Get a copy of the Socially Love Book. It's out. Yeah, it's out. We're on page, what, 65? I Something think we're on like page that. 65. We're the best picture. Look for us. It's the funnest picture. It really so, is. Eh. really is. <laughs> so for all of you who are curious as to what we look like. Eh. This is Patty Wilson, Patty's Playhouse. So we're just talking about, we we're going to talk about bourbon. So how was your Christmases? My, my, my Christmases were good. but <laughs> You can um, tell me they were horrible. No, they were really good. <laughs> And yet we, all the magic similar to you, but my mother um, was very good during the year at making sure that we understood that Christmas was every day, not meaning she gave us something every day, but that you didn't have to wait to Christmas if you really needed something. So Mm -hmm. she would always make it a point to say, 
remember that at Christmas, remember that at Christmas, remember that at Christmas, which you got to Christmas and you never had to remember it. But it's just the whole idea for it. So we weren't overindulged by any sense. However, the I think I'm more attached to the ritualistic side of it than the presence and whatnot, especially today when you look back at your childhood and what you see. I'm a Catholic, so we would go to midnight mass if I... As I got older, we would go to midnight mass, which at home, that was like an hour and a half. I did that service. when I was married the first time because it was she was beautiful. Catholic and my kids are raised Catholic. But now I'm I'd have Catholic. to do it by myself. Chris is going to an hour and a half church service with me, but I do like it. We've gone a couple of times to the Anglican church here, mm-hmm. and it was really beautiful. That felt more Catholic than the Catholic church. The one on Thomasville? Now. The one on um, Monroe. When, the little one. What is oh. it? The big St. John's. Okay. Episcopal. It's yes, not Anglican. That's, it's Episcopal. The Anglican Same one, thing. I think, is on Thomasville Road. Mary Queen of Scots is coming out in a couple days. I can't <laughs> wait, actually. I'm looking forward All to All the it. same. But it really does well, considering feel my heritage, my, my DNA has I come know. back. So, Oh, my God. You know. We were going to talk about bourbon, but let's talk about Scott's <laughs> ancestry. <laughs> so Scott did ancestry DNA. I did. And, and how long did it take to get back? You you did the Christmas version, right? Well, I bought it for Christmas gifts. but Yeah, but when I... When I read the instructions and it said six to eight weeks, I thought, well, I'm not the only person that's going to get this, you know, Cyber Monday deal. So I should probably spit in this cup way before everybody else does. Okay, so laugh at home. Have to spit? <laughs> why do you have to spit in a cup? For the DNA. That, that's how they get your DNA. So Right. You, so you, it's not a swab. You're spitting. You spit in a cup and then there is a, a vial that you, you pour in it or just crack and it goes down into the vial before you send it off how much spit not much i mean is it like two spits yeah i mean i don't i really don't don't know know. i I I have to do it okay keep going yeah so anyways send it off and two weeks well so jeff and i do it on the same day we have our own packages but we have we package them up and we put them in the mailbox on the same day meaning jeff took them and stuck them in the mailbox on the same day but my results came out like five days ago where he just got his last night. So I know nothing about him still. However, for me, I did get it back and I'm, it's amazing to me things that I thought or didn't think no surprises, quite frankly, other than kind of where I'm from. But, um, yes, it was a surprise. You were thought you were from, you would I, be I thought, from I thought French France. because my parents are from New Orleans. So I thought, well, that would make it was very stereotypical. Sense. of you. So the migration pattern, <laughs> is still to Louisiana, which made perfect sense. So I at least knew they got the right DNA. However, um, whenever I logged on to Ancestry and saw where I was from, it starts showing me all of these people that have my DNA, like strands of it. That part is is a, a bit... So you had to open your own Ancestry.com account? You do when you... In order to send in this vial, okay. you have to log in the number and whatnot through... Okay through ancestry.com so they pretty much and if you already have an account then and molly did my daughter molly did 23 and me and still has not gotten hers back i don't know why she i think i don't know why she did 23 and me but it'll be interesting to see the difference so because molly did the 23 and me i bought the ancestry and i have a very i i've worked very hard on my ancestry i'm the family genealogist it's probably been 10 years of my a longer because we moved to Florida. My dad moved here 21 years ago yesterday, he told me. So I've been working on that thing for year, decades now. Well, that's going to help a lot of people that take their DNA that have similar strands to you because I can attach to different people's As long streams. as they have a public Correct. strand Correct. and a public Correct. site. Correct. But I, 
I, when I logged in, I have like a thousand wow. relatives out there that have taken these tests that are parts of trees. So that part was really cool. But more importantly, that I am, um, I guess, Northern European. It says that I am. Well, I am a Brit. Just like a, Tom Jones. I am a Brit. Fifty percent, like forty-eight percent. I only had four categories, which typically there's like seven, eight, and based on my pigmentation, I have not much of anyone that has. <laughs> I saw someone on I mean, Facebook. It was like fifteen things, and they're like, "I want my money back." Right? It was like they were a mutt. Right? There was nothing definitive. I have four, and of those four, eighty-two percent of them are two, and it was from Ireland, Scotland, and Wales, and so and England. The only so, reason I'm doing it is to verify my tree, and because I want to see if there's a difference between what Molly has and mine. Well, see if the two different companies come up with two different things. We also, didn't get to talk about bourbon. We'll do it next week. You, you, never, about you never know if you uh, you might find out some other things anyway. So, for those of you who <laughs> are not thinking surprises. about that, think about that. But I didn't have any surprises. Yeah, no surprises. Or if those surprises are out there, they haven't taken a DNA test yet. I and on that know. note, Merry Christmas. Merry from Christmas. From Patty and Scott. Yes. Enjoy. Through the night.